Hey everybody, welcome back to Behind America's Curtain. I'm one of your hosts, Tino. And I'm your other host, Kendall. And today we're going to be talking about our personal experiences as Black females who live in predominantly white areas. Yep, so you want to start off with some of your personal experiences? And just to let you guys know, we haven't heard each other's personal experiences, so this is our raw reaction right here. Okay, but um, really quickly, I just want to say uh, this episode is more of a way to get to know us, and it's kind of an easier way for us to ease into future topics. So, for my first topic, I'm pretty sure that every Black African-American teenager or, you know, people around that age can relate to this, but whenever we're talking about slavery in class, I swear, you know... <laughs> It's always that history lesson, and the teacher just starts talking about slavery, and you're that one black kid sitting in the class, you know, and especially with me and Kendall, we went to schools where there weren't that many black students, so in our classes, there would be, like, probably, like, about one, two, maybe three, mm-hmm. and I know, for me, I, in my history classes, I was usually, like, the only one, and every time we talked about slavery, I would always get, like, glances. Same. Like, people would just look at me, and I would be like, what are they looking at me for? Like, obviously, I'm not a slave. Exactly. I understand that my ancestors went through that, but I feel like looking at people when, like, getting those type of glances when we're in class is kind of degrading in a way, because it's like, that's really what you see when you look at me. Like, you see somebody who when somebody who's had people of her type go through that sort of oppression, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it also creates a bond with the other Black students in the class because, like, sometimes we'll just look at each other and just, like, laugh because we know <laughs> everyone else is looking at us. So it creates a yeah. bond, but it's still, like, such an uncomfortable situation. And they don't mean yeah, to do it. It just happens. But we always notice. Even the teachers will stare at us, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> thanks um so one of my personal experiences is also with like school and this was actually my third grade teacher so one day we went outside for recess and my hair was like down for the day and then it like randomly started pouring because like I live in Texas and the weather down here is very bipolar like one minute it could be like amazing (laughs) sunshine and then the next minute it'll be like a tornado so that was, was one of those days and so then my hair, I have natural hair, so then I got poofy, like an afro. And when I went inside, like, my third grade teacher, like, pointed it out and was, like, making fun of me. She was like, oh, Kendall, like, oh, my gosh, your hair, blah, 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 Just kept on talking. And then, like, other my classmates started laughing along, too. And it's just something that really stuck with me. And it caused, like, a lot of, like problems for me because even like later on like people would call me like broccoli head and that kind of started with her that started with her she didn't call me broccoli head but she started the whole like movement of making fun of my natural hair so then I started straightening my hair a lot to the point where it was like burnt and really unhealthy and stopped growing for a while but it was all because she like started this whole thing of making fun of natural hair so Wow. You know, I feel like our natural hair is like some sort of like power to us because I don't know the 
fact that people really get phased, like, just because our hair looks different from them. I know our hair used to be claimed as, like, unkempt and all that stuff. But our hair really is, like, amazing. It can do all this other stuff. It defies gravity. Right. And you can do do so so much with it. You can straighten it, make it curly. You can braid it. You can do whatever you want with it. But I feel like we've grown up in a society where, like, natural hair, like, especially kinkier natural hair is kind of, like, dissed on. Because I know, like, this never really happened to me a lot, but I would get my hair relaxed. And not personally because other people would say anything about it, but I felt, like, more confident with straight hair. Like, I never really Mm -hmm. felt like my natural hair was, like, pretty, you know? Yeah, I felt that too. Like, I I feel like I get more compliments whenever my hair is in, like, crochet braids or straightened or whatever it may be. I mean, yeah, now, because everybody's starting to get with the movement and get braids and all that stuff. But it's like, wow, a couple years ago, you were really just laughing at my hair. So, yeah, I find that kind of funny. Honestly, and, it's funny. You know, another thing that kind of relates <laughs> another thing that relates to that would be skin color. You know, that's kind of something I've struggled with, mm-hmm. especially as I got in older as I was growing up, because I'm a person of a darker skin tone. So people always looked at the color of my skin and they would always make jokes about it. And I remember a time where I was insecure about my skin color. Like I would always be like, Wow, why am I not lighter skin? Like Mm-hmm. All this stuff, and it was just because people were just, I mean, I don't think they meant it in a mean way, but people would say stuff like, oh, I think you should start wearing more sunscreen, or, oh, um, like, Sorry. if we were in class and the teacher turned the lights off, like, oh my god, where did Tita go? <laughs> and I know people find that stuff kind of funny, but when you hear it every day, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, like, it's not funny anymore, and it's kind of it kind of just starts to strip you of your identity. You kind of want to just, like, wash away. And for me, I always wanted to, I always felt like I needed to be a lighter skin color to be prettier. But that's not the case now. Like, right now, I embrace my dark skin. And I'm like, yes, I'm a dark skin girl. And what about it? (laughs) (laughs) And that's funny you mentioned that. Because I'm someone that's light skin. And I used to be insecure about my own skin tone, too. I just feel like people always hate on either one. Like, I used to feel like I was too light and I, like, people didn't know I was black or people always thought I was a different race. Some people thought I was mixed. So then I would be insecure about my skin tone and wishing I was darker. So it's funny hearing the polar opposites, but they're both beautiful. Melanin is beautiful either way. Exactly. Yeah. And one of my skin problems I actually had were people around me getting tans, and they told me that they're getting close to my skin. <laughs> oh my god, I'm almost as dark as you. Exactly. And I'm like, sis, that'll be off in a few weeks. I'm living with this. I was born with this. I mean, right, like, I love I it, but like to be way. like, I'm almost as dark as you. I'm getting your skin tone. Like, that's kind of uncalled for made me kind of uncomfortable and it was several people that have done it and they don't really realize that that's kind of off or offensive but yeah yeah I mean like I don't really think people realize whenever they're saying stuff I don't think they realize how offensive it can be because 
like even myself i'm guilty of saying stuff and not knowing that it's offensive Mm -hmm. and i've had friends say stuff like that like um i recently moved to washington state so it was like i used to live in texas and it's a totally different environment up here and it was hard for me to like find that group of friends that i could connect with and i did eventually end up finding a group of friends but first it was like a struggle and i know i at first when i was sitting in with this new group um i was asked this one girl she was like you're really pretty are you like mixed or something and i was like no do i have to be mixed to be pretty and like i don't think she meant it as like an offensive thing but it's just stuff like that like why is it that i have to be why do you have to consider me to be mixed just because i'm pretty you know Mm -hmm. yeah and talking about another personal experience is peers around me saying the n-word and this is something that's known to be offensive like some things they may have not known but everyone knows to not say this word and going to a predominantly white school when I'm the only black person in the classroom, it's uncomfortable to hear everyone else around me saying it. And I understand rappers are saying it, but that's because we're trying to reclaim the word. I don't really think it should be used either way, but if it does get used, I feel like it should only be black people saying the word. <laughs> and it makes things very uncomfortable. And then when you try to call people out on it, I get attacked. Like this happens recently, maybe a month ago. I don't want to say their real name, so we'll just go with <laughs> we'll just go with um, Jeb Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Jeb. So him and his friend were like sending screenshots on their stories of them both saying the N word. So then I slid up and said, "Hey, since you're both not black, can you guys please not say the N word?" And then this clown. <laughs> This clown. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But it just really irks me. He really gave me a fake definition of racism. And then saying, like, it's his opinion and it's his opinion to oppress other people and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, but can you just not say it? It's disrespectful. And even if you didn't mean it in a mean way, and this is the big message, even if you don't mean it in a mean way, it's still the history behind it. Like it's been used for hundreds and hundreds of years to literally dehumanize black people. It just shouldn't be said, period. But yeah. he just like fought against it. And actually Tina was a part of this too because she said don't say it either. At the end of the story, he blocked both of us and then talked <laughs> about us on his social media. So you can try to enlighten others, but stuff so happens. But I mean, that's him. Eventually, he'll say it around the wrong crowd, and it may not go as well for him. Yeah. And, like, I totally agree with what you're saying about, like, not saying the word at all. Because I feel like that's a word that we just need to stop saying. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Like, I know that black people, like, not that they can say it, but I guess, like, I mean, they can say it, but that doesn't make it right for them to say it, you know? Yeah. And I don't have anything against black people saying it, but when other races start to say it, it's something that also makes me upset because, it's like, you guys don't really understand the meaning of what you're saying. 
Yeah. And with the whole, uh, what's his name, Deb situation, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, obviously he's ignorant and he doesn't care about what we had to say about it. And, you know, that's just kind of sad to think about because at the end of the day, people are going to be people. And this is America, so mm-hmm. people are going to act how they want. And, you know, since we're on that topic of, like, being racial and all that stuff, I know personally, you know, we already said that we go to predominantly white schools and stuff. And I've even had teachers be, like, racially limiting to me. Yeah. Like, one time I remember, because I'm in AP chemistry, right? And um, I just went to my teacher and I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of struggling, and I was wondering if there's any way that I could, like, bring my grade up. What can I do? The work, like, can you just steer me in the right direction? All that stuff. And I don't know if she meant it in a rude way. I don't know if my teacher meant it. And I don't know what type of way she meant it in. But she told me that she thinks I'm where I belong. And... I don't know, something about it just didn't sit right with me. I don't think she meant it in a rude way, but it's like, why would you, like, I'm coming asking you for help, and you tell me I'm where I belong. Like, how does how is that supposed to help me feel? Yeah. Like, you're actually here to help me, and help me become the better person that I'm trying to be, you know? Yeah, so it's like those this, memes that are like, I don't know if this is racist, but this doesn't feel right. Yeah. So, I don't know, it was just something about the way she said it and what she said that really had me thinking, like, wow. But if some of her other students were to come to her, maybe they would have gotten a different reaction. But I don't want to put it that way. Because my teacher, she seemed pretty nice. Mm -hmm. But she always, I mean, I feel like, personally, I feel like she always kind of treated me like I was dumb. Because we be in class. And she'd always just come over to me asking me if I need help, if I need this and that. And I get it, like, it's being nice, but to an extent where it's, like, every day and then people are starting to notice it. Like, my friend, she was like, oh, my God, Tino, I used to think you were dumb because she would come over here all the time and ask you if you need help, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I get if she's trying to be nice, but why don't you go ask other students if they need help? Like, she always just came to me. Mm-hmm. just assuming that I was struggling and I don't know that's like our old AP Miss D when she would come over uh, to oh, our group real. so we would have like a 30 minute break in the day to go do homework and get tutoring or eat if you needed to or whatever it may be and so like our friend group is predominantly black but we were pretty diverse we had Asian we had Hispanic or Latino and we had African Americans and so we would all just like sit on the ground because we were a pretty big group and our old assistant principal Miss D would always come up to us and like investigate what we're doing and one day she called us a fire hazard even though we've been sitting there the entire year just one day out of the blue she was like y'all are a fire hazard y'all have to move but then across like across the library we see a different group of a different color doing the exact same thing, and she didn't say anything to them. They were literally sitting in the same spot that we were, just on the opposite side, and she said nothing to them, but she always came up to us and was always bothering us. 
and it's just a problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they really realize what they're doing. Like, I don't think they realize that their intentions to us have meaning behind it. Because she was probably just seeing it as like, you know, I'm just going to let these kids slide, but these kids over here, I'm going to tell them just because. And then whenever you try to ask the reason why, it's always, oh, because, well, you're a fire hazard. And then you're like, what about them? Yeah. And so it's nothing regarding the other group. So I don't know. I feel like, Kendall, that's something that me and you just kind of sort of, it's sad to say, but like, we've kind of sort of gotten used to that type of treatment. Yeah, I say that too. Like, we yeah. uh, acknowledge that it's happening, but like, we can't really do anything about it. Like, at least for us, we feel like we can't do anything about it because we're just outnumbered. No matter where we go <laughs> in our school or in our town, we're just ex- extremely outnumbered. <laughs> like, my yeah. school is 5% Black. So, Dang, there's not that I much I think my I can school do. is less than that, though. Exactly. Because remember that one time when I was first moving here, and I was like, oh my God, it's like 2.3% Black or something like that. Yeah, like, we're just outnumbered. <laughs> But yeah. it's okay. That's why we're making this podcast for other exactly. people to listen and know that they're not, it's not just them going through stuff like this. Like, your personal experiences are valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we're doing something like this. You know, I feel like I said in the intro, even if we don't make that much of an impact, it just feels good to know that we got on here and said what we had to say. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just our family members who listened or whether it's just our friends who listened, it's like good to know that like at least somebody got to know how we feel. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Do you think we should yeah. wrap up? Yeah, I think it's about time. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first official podcast. We have more topics to come, of course. We have a whole list. We brainstormed everything. We'll talk about our own personal opinions and just what's happening around America. Yep, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.